Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. I was at a youth football game this weekend and speaking with my nephew, we were had a conversation during the game and this particular youth football program that we were watching was over in Gwinnett County and it's probably the best in the state, maybe the best in the Southeast. It's a huge feeder youth football program. Great players from NFL and college football help coach these kids. It's just a tremendous program. Uh, this is Lloyd Day, reminiscing back to my days in high school. And I said, you know, we never even had weights when I was in high school. We never even had a weight program. We didn't know what a weight was, which might have been one of the reasons we were not that good at high school football. And for some reason, I decided, though, after my high school career, what's next? And for me, it's like, I just want to go play college sport. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care what level it is. My passion was, I just want to play a college sport. And through a referral, ended up in a school in South Georgia, walking on to play baseball at a very low School. It was a low division. I'm not even sure what division we were, but it was very low. But I walked on to play baseball. Ended up playing there for four years. And once again, I never saw a weight. There's no weightlifting program, no gyms, nothing like that. 
I did a good job for myself. I got fired up and excited. And my, my second year, my sophomore year, I went to pitching. And I started taking it real serious. So the only thing I needed to do was to run and do push-ups and sit-ups. Run, push-ups, and sit-ups. And I was getting pretty serious about that and trying to work on my game. Well, my junior year in college, I had a really good season. I was the lead pitcher, and I went like 9-0, and just had a great season. Made some kind of an all-area club team or recognition. And just on top of everything. And the funny thing is... Starting from that point there, the high point, within five years later, I was in field position on the bed in my parents' house thinking, what have I done? Where am I going? What am I going to do now? So from the top to the bottom in just a few short years, because after I hit that top thing in my junior year, I went to the what I call the senior year-itis or senior-itis. It's where I'd accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, and I kind of quit on it. And I started going down the wrong path. It just goes to show what you put into your mind and the path that you take will lead you somewhere. It will certainly lead you somewhere. It led me to a fetal position not knowing what to do next. I was probably two or three years out of college, and that's when... It turned around again for me, and that's where all this business of this sales training came from because my direction was to start to try to make something of myself. And it started with education. Once I started trying to study and taking a course, anything to improve myself on a better path, then things started turning the other direction. It simply was from changing what was going into my mind changing what I was focused on, just that quickly, your focus can turn you from one area to the other. The point of this whole thing is to talk to you about my talk that I'm trying to come up with. And I'm supposed to start it with what's the problem and then why am I connected to it? And then what's the reason the impact of this solution brings to people? Problem that I came up with is this. Many people see sales as insincere, untrustworthy, icky, or even scammy. That's what people see sales as. Yet, sales is the lifeblood of business. My mission is to teach that persuasion is a skill to be learned, mastered, and used for good. Because after all, everyone is in sales. And this is what I learned early in my professional career, that sales skills are life skills. And this sales mentality, this thing I learned about sales is the major thing that turned my life around. And when I saw the impact that this had on me, I realized that this skill can be life changing for everyone. And this discovery fueled my passion to study and implement these skills for myself and for my staff for the next 30 years. And I believe that those who learn master and use persuasion skills effectively will become the noble leaders for good causes for the future. And here's three reasons why that is true. We know that buying is an emotional decision. We cannot help it. Whatever we do, there's some emotion packed in there. It doesn't matter what it is. What it is, I'm trying to be the top of this baseball thing at this very low level school, but for me, it was big. 
all the way down to the fetal position, what to do next. Those were emotions driving every decision I made along the way. It was an emotional thing that I didn't have enough control over probably, but it was. But once you decide something emotionally, you go to work to justify it intellectually. See, salespeople know that and understand that. And when we know that and understand that, we can work within that when we're working with people and working with ourselves. Because if we understand that, then we're in a position to guide people into a good decision. See, it's important for the salesperson or the guide to understand what they are selling and the value that it brings to others. And the value and the best interest of the buyer of what does this buyer really want. That's an important role for someone. That's why I say sales is probably the most important role out there because we have a lot of power and what we can do. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, you're in that role of that power and it's a sales kind of a role that you're in if you're persuading. And once you know you're doing something good, or you have something good or you have something of value, then really it becomes an obligation to prove it, both emotionally and intellectually to the other person, the value. So if you have something of value that's worthwhile for someone, don't you have an obligation to try to help them with that? And the idea is that the buyer becomes the ultimate winner. So based on all that, the sales profession, the sales mentality is extremely important. It's a high calling. It's a high level calling. One, to understand what values you have, to understand the emotions of the people that need it or want it, and to be able to place the right product or service or idea to the right person for the right reason and then make them the winner in the process. So that's a big obligation that a selling person, that a persuasive person has. And so part two of this is when we do this, that means we must understand the buyer on a deeper level. This is more than just cliche. This is trying to get down a little bit deep. You know, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Why are you feeling these things? And are these healthy feelings? Can these feelings be improved? And is this product or service something you really need? And if we take all this with the approach that our attitude for our real purpose in life in general is to love and serve others, to love and serve them, to be of service with love toward people. Now, what better way is there to lead a purposeful life than that, than to love and serve others with a skill of a noble profession. I don't know of a better way to live life. All of a sudden, your full life is nothing but purpose. It's not like a few purposeful moments here and there. Your life is a life of purpose. But in order to do that, what is the one skill that is so critical for these salespeople that I think are so important? The one important skill is the ability to intensely listen to someone to hear what they're saying and what they're feeling. Salespeople have to listen to understand the other people. And we also seek to be empathetic and encouraging at the perfect level for the situation. Because sometimes people are a little down. Sometimes people are excited. People have all different emotions across the spectrum. But as a salesperson, as a person of influence and persuasiveness, we have to understand that and we want to be in line with where their emotions are. But we want to be just a little bit upbeat. 
just a little bit encouraging, just a little bit, bring them up just a little if we can. So the communication skills of a noble salesperson are needed in all professions, as well as all personal areas of life. It doesn't matter what you're doing out there, whether it's a friend or you're a doctor or you're a veterinarian or whatever it is, you're in the position of understanding how someone is feeling and communicating them in a way that it's a noble. You're helping people. You're making feel people feel better along the way. Hope. And the third thing to keep in mind about this sales mentality that we're all in this sales world, whether we really recognize it or not, is that there's so much personal fulfillment with this artful communication. It's more than just a transaction. Because any idea or any belief that is valuable is worth communicating persuasively. Uh, an example, I mean, parents persuade children. An example we just talked about today was when Macy was in her early high school years, early driving years, the party started happening, the Friday night bonfires or whatever they would want to go to. And of course, she was dying to go. She was social. She wanted to go to all these things. And I had to convince her that her time will come later. This is not her time now. It's too early for her to be peaking and learning these things that it's not time for her to learn or time for her to see. But see, that's a persuasion. See, I didn't want her to go around mad about that. I want her to see that and see the value in that and be excited about herself, about her time is coming. Her time is not now, but it is coming. And when she peaks, it's going to be big. See, that's persuasion. That's persuading the kid to live in the direction that you feel is a good direction for them right now. Pastors persuade parishioners. CEOs persuade their vision. If a CEO is going to share their vision with the people, they've got to sell it. They've got to sell that vision. The people need to jump on board and want to be part of their crusade. Friends persuade friends. So a strong purpose along with action is what leads to fulfillment. If you feel the purpose of loving and serve others, you have some knowledge, you have some obligations in your life, and then you know how to persuade and how to communicate that in a way that it's encouraging, exciting, uplifting, and for a noble cause, that's a powerful thing. Uh, so many people actually grow their self-worth when they learn and apply the art of noble selling. It is so easy to get yourself down on your worth. What is my worth? What am I value? Am I any good? You know, do I even belong here? But once you turn it from me, 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 oh, me, oh, my, to the value that you can give someone else and serving someone else and helping someone else and focus completely on them, but understanding their emotions, what they're feeling, what they can improve from, that's when it starts becoming a fulfilling thing and your self-worth starts going through the ceiling. Just like it was when I was doing good in baseball, when I was working hard, providing value to the team, helping the team win, looking for the team win. My self-worth was pretty good. But when I turned that focus to, oh, it's time for me to have a little fun. It's time for me to think about me and for me to just go see what else is going on in the world. That's when the self-worth dropped to the bottom. You know, when the, when the tree of life was going on with Adam and Eve, there was two choices. One was to learn from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do y'all know what the other tree was? The other tree was to eat of the tree of life. And that was the choice. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, tree of knowledge, or the tree of life. Now, the tree of life 
for me is going out there and reflecting that life and living and serving and loving to others in a way that there's so much purpose there. That's a good tree to be eating out of. So I would love it if you would send us an Instagram message at The Guide Culture and tell me how this resonates with you. Tell me if any ideas fit well for you or did not fit well for you or something that resonated, connected with you or what did not. I would love to hear about it.